Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Do you want to know a podcast that mixes chat and comedy? Yeah, it's Park Day. It's on now. Listen. Welcome to Park Day at Pershing Square Park, downtown Los Angeles, which I thought was an apt place to introduce this episode because today's guest is from Los Angeles, though now she lives in Brooklyn. Uh, She is a member of two-thirds of a threesome and she puts on a night in New York called Fake Birthday where she has um, her friends like Ilana Glazer from Broad City and loads of other cool people performing. Uh, she's got an album called The Writing on the Store, which is uh, also a title of a show that she did at Edinburgh. Uh, she does great music and great comedy. It is, of course, Caitlin Cook. We chatted in Prospect Park, Brooklyn, and you're going to hear that chat right now. If you're in New York, you should check out her stuff. She's always putting things on in uh, Brooklyn and Manhattan. And as always, if you like Park Day, please do like, subscribe, and review us. The best review wins a prize. Follow us on socials at Park Day Podcast. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Prospect Park in Brooklyn. I'm here with Caitlin Cook. Hi, Caitlin. You sounded unsure of my name. (laughs) I was giving it the gravitas that it needed. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, In the words of Esther Perel, (laughs) where should we begin? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Go listen to her podcast, too, after you're done with this one. She's so great. She's so great. Um, I was thinking, this is such a nice part, by the way. There was a... Did you see the busker when we arrived? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was quite good, I thought. He was good. Um, there's a lot of concerts, concerts, yeah. buskers around Prospect Park. There were a ton during the pandemic. Yeah. There was like um, a jazz trio that would be here all the time with yeah. horns and a drum circle. I love that. Yeah, it was great. I just had a thought, Caitlin. Yeah. You know, with the, that guy, he was quite good, but he was just playing to no one. And he yes. was very, very comfortable just playing music. Yes. While no one was listening. Yes. Um... Have you ever seen a stand-up comedian just doing material yes, I have. with a bucket, uh, yes, I trying have. to get dollars, and no one's listening? Yes, really. I, it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> it wasn't um, you, was it? No, it was not me. No, I've I've definitely bust musically before, but that's just like practicing songs that you're going to yeah. play that evening outside, and sometimes people give you money. Um, but I've definitely seen in Edinburgh at the Fringe. 
because there's so many people milling about. Yeah. Comedians busking, and then at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, I also saw this happening, and it's awkward. So people just do material, and no one's listening. No one's listening. No one has any context. Unless you're doing one-liners, it like doesn't really work. Yeah. And even then, it's like still kind of weird. Yeah. Right. Like people like I think it's embarrassing to laugh even if the jokes are good at yeah. someone you're just walking by. Yeah. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Very silly. Yeah. yeah. Because with some, I mean, maybe no one listens to the podcast, but you never know. Yeah. But if you're if you're performing and no one's, you no know, one's, what is it like bus? What is it like busking when you've done musical busking? Was that it's fun? fine? Yeah, I yeah. like it a lot. Um, I've done it. Uh, I did it when I was living in Oxford. I've done it on the subway. It's yeah. not like my favorite thing to do, but if I have a show that night and I want to run through a lot of songs, and I happen to be like on the road, um, rather than like running through shit in my hotel room. Yeah. Or like I might be disturbing other people around me trying to sleep. I'm like, I'll go find a nice park or like a nice area where there's like a crowd and I'll practice and then I'll earn a little bit of money and maybe some people will come to the show and it's yeah. fun. It's more fun to do with other people. Yeah. Like sometimes well, I'll like do when I have my bandmates. Yes. <laughs> I love being alone, but everything's more fun with other people. Absolutely. Well, so I, I often hear people like playing musical instruments in the hotel room next door to me. Is, do that, is that often you? It's me. I've, I've been stalking you for a long time, and I always get the hotel room next to you. I'm really glad we finally met in person. Oh, my um. God. <laughs> it was you all along. Um, yeah, how did you find... Well, you were, at, you were talking about Edinburgh. You were at Edinburgh this year, weren't yeah. you? How did you find that experience? Um, you know, it's funny. People keep asking here in New York, and I feel like people who've never been to the Fringe, mm. I don't. I, there's too much context, so I'm like, it was great. <laughs> and then we move on. <laughs> but, like, it was great, and it was also horrible, and it was amazing and exhausting and exhilarating. And, you know, it's yeah. like, it's performer boot camp. Yeah. It's summer camp. It's Groundhog Day. You know, mm-hmm. you're doing your hour every day at the same room at the same time, and then you're going to, you know, schmooze with yeah. whoever, and then... You're doing more late night spots. And well, that's what we were talking about before, yeah. wasn't it? About those late, uh, those late night. Um, those are so fun. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like I always enjoyed yeah, late and live and those kind of yeah. things where it's all a bit more, a bit more relaxed and chaotic. Yeah. Can I tell you? Um, no. I don't think <laughs> you can't. You can't tell that. Whatever you're going to say, you can't say it. Okay. Well, I'll tell a different story then. No. Too, yeah, um, let's do it. I had the most fun at the late nights. Spots yeah. because like you're performing with other comedians, the pressure isn't all on you to do your full hour, yeah. and uh, and it feels more like a comedy showcase, like yeah. like you would in New York. So I did a bunch. I did one like I told you the other day with uh, Chris O'Dowd was in the audience, and that was really cool. And then he bought me a drink afterwards. Yeah, like, what was Chris O'Dowd like? He was lovely. He's yeah. exactly how you think he. Yeah. He seems like such a nice guy. Yeah, such a nice guy. Um, and then I did one where I. I was doing this show called ACMS, which is, like, super fringy and alty people and, like, really, really, really fun. Yeah. Starts at midnight. I had previously in the evening taken mushrooms. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) This is the first time anyone so openly admitted to that kind of thing. I I love mushrooms. They are my drug. I I help facilitate mushroom ceremonies for people that haven't done it before. Did you take take mushrooms today? No. (laughs) No, I did not. Um, but I, I love mushrooms, and yeah. I was given some mushrooms by a friend that were in capsules. And normally, I eat them in like chocolate or like a tea. Yeah, I have a, I have a friend. Well, I probably shouldn't say this, but I have a, <laughs> I have a friend. Why are we talking about this? I have a friend who uh, makes those chocolates. Oh, nice! And puts mushrooms in them. Yeah. I, uh, Hello. I have a lot of friends that grow them. <laughs> Redacted. <laughs> yeah, who exactly. cares? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So um, I 
don't typically do capsules of mushrooms. Right. Um, so were you? So I was tripping? like, uh, no, I was not. And I was right. like, interesting. Okay, yeah. I guess like either it was a much smaller amount than I normally take, or like they're just not hitting me. Yeah. Or whatever. So <clears throat> I had like a drink or two, and I get on stage, and it's they they said they were gonna put me up first. They didn't. So it's like maybe 2 a.m. at this point. Yeah. And I get on stage and they hit me. And, and I look down and I'm holding like six guitars in my hands. And I don't know how to play anything. And I have this one bit where six there's like... That's such a great image. I was like, oh, like, no. Which one? So my friend Grace is in the crowd with me. And she... Um, I have this one bit where I have like graffiti projected behind me that are yeah. the lyrics of the song and I have a foot pedal that's <laughs> that stick attacked us yeah. um, I have a foot pedal that yeah. like is used by orchestral instrumentalists when they need to turn pages of sheet music on their iPad Right. that I use to show graffiti and tell dick jokes is that what Mozart <laughs> used when he was turning the pages it's, on yes. his iPad um, yes absolutely mm. um, actually no I think it was Bach right. yeah. but um so I give Grace my foot pedal because yeah. I'm like, there's no way that I can operate six guitars and this foot pedal. <laughs> but I like cannot get through this song. Yeah, yeah. Like, even with Grace helping me, I can't do it. Yeah. And I tell the audience almost immediately, I'm like, the mushrooms have just hit me. Just so you know, this is terrifying. Well, I mean that, <laughs> and, I, and I bet knowing Edinburgh, they just laughed. They loved it. They they probably thought, oh, this is yeah. a bit. But then, little, little, did they they really, no. little did they realize you're actually I then in a spot. I attempt to do another song <laughs> yeah. that I, my, I cannot line up like where the melody is with the six guitars yeah. in my hands. And <laughs> then I'm like, okay, guys. And I'm still crushing. That's the weirdest part. I'm murdering this set. <laughs> but I have completely gone off the rails. Yeah. The last song that I try to do, my muscle memory kicks in. And it's like this really intricate finger-picky song that has this long intro. So I do this crazy long intro and the audience is like wrapped. They're like, oh my God, she got it. Yes, amazing. Yeah. And then I completely forget the lyrics, cannot remember how to start the song. <laughs> they lose their minds. I get off stage and I'm like so apologetic to the producers. I feel like I've done a really unprofessional job. But, but they were loving it. They loved it. Yeah. And in fact, my friend Brian... <laughs> who Come back. We'll buy you a plane ticket. My friend ticket. Brian back. filmed the entire thing yeah. and came up to me afterwards and was like, that was the best stand-up set I've seen ever. So the lesson, the lesson we learned from this, kids, is just say yes to drugs. No, the lesson <laughs> I learned was... Because I used to be such an overwritten performer and yeah. so controlling of what I did on stage. The lesson for me was, even when I've lost all of my capabilities of control... I'm still, I can still crush and also never do mushrooms and get on stage. <laughs> Those are my takeaways. So there's still a video of this somewhere. Yeah. Um, I can't watch it. I will die in a sea of cringe. Well, but, yeah. and, and that makes me think, I, I, did a, I did an improv class at Second City. And I wonder if maybe these days, when they start that class, they say, here's your mushrooms. Yes, it's time, go for it. It's time to microdose. Release control. Exactly. <laughs> probably, probably increases your ability to uh, improvise. Though Those <laughs> improv set, when everyone's on mushrooms, oh my God. like this, the surrealism would be taken to the next level. Totally. It would, it would I do think become the audience has to microdose a little bit too. Though. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was a moment in Edinburgh that sums up how Edinburgh was for Yeah, me. that's Edinburgh. That's Edinburgh. <laughs> Release control. Do yeah. crazy shit on stage at 2 a.m. Exactly. Yeah. 
How was last night? You saw um, Ilana Glazer last night, didn't you? Yeah, so I, I went to the show that's every Monday at a um, venue called Littlefield in, in Gowanus. Gowanus. Um, and it was great. Uh, it's a great weekly show. It's run by Aparna Nancherla, Joe Firestone, and Maeve Higgins. And then, um, yeah, Alana was on it. Alana um, from Broad City, of Alana course. Alana Blazer from Broad yeah. City. My co-producer of one of my shows, Tom Takar, who's done like a bunch of yeah. Comedy Central stuff, was on it. A bunch of really fun people. And it's always a show where like, uh, I'll, I'll go if I don't have any other shows on Monday and I want to yeah. hang out and I'll run into like 10 different friends. Yeah. And my friend Marianne is the producer, Marianne Ways, and then my friend didn't Gabe you, runs the venue. Uh, yeah, didn't you say you, there were some SNL writers you're, you're friends with yeah, as well? Yeah, um, I was hanging out with uh, Nick Kosher, who was also in Edinburgh with me. He's one yeah. half of the sketch group Britannic, mm-hmm. and they wrote for SNL for a while, and he brought some of his SNL writer friends. Um, I, I know like, like probably S- more people that are writers than, than the yeah. the people on the screen at this point. Was it like an SNL support group? Like we've, <laughs> we've, we've, we've all survived. We've all survived. <laughs> Just. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny the people that stay for a really long time and the people that get churned out after a season. Yeah, it's it does, like, obviously, n- n- no one would say no to... If someone's calling, um... Like, would you like to write for SNL? You're never going to say no, but you do hear some st- stories of, like, yeah. not just that show. Like, it's, it's probably unfair to just pick on that. But I think a lot of those, a lot of those, like, high, uh, high-octane, high-pressure TV shows, it sounds like it's quite hard to I work know. on them, right? Yeah. You hear some horror stories. Yeah, and if, if so your jokes too. don't land, you get fired, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I think, like, there's, there's especially a high turnover rate with, like, Late Night and yeah. SNL and stuff. I've had a lot of friends that have written for a season that like had an awful time and a lot of friends that yeah. it really fits with their personality or their work ethic um, and sometimes like people just don't vibe you could be like the best late night writer in the world and you don't like your showrunner or mm. it just doesn't work so yeah and you I guess with those things as well you're having to really write on the hoof so if yes. you're the, if you're the kind of writer or comedian that likes to uh, be meticulous and kind of edit stuff yeah. you can't always you know, I, I, I always when I'm in the US, I'm watching like The Tonight Show especially and Jimmy Kimmel and Colbert as well. And, you know, you think that they've written those jokes basically in like an hour yes. that afternoon, right? They read night. the paper, well, not paper, they look online. They're like, yeah. okay, you've got like an hour to write some jokes. Like, yes. You're, you're basically like on the clock. <laughs> A lot of late night shows, you are, you have to submit like 60 to 90 jokes by noon every day. Well, hold on. 90 <laughs> jokes by noon? Yes. I've not even got up at noon. So <laughs> this would be a big problem. I, yeah. I was thinking I could work on late night because I don't like mornings. It'd be perfect. But No, they get up. They like you have to be in the office at like 9 or 10 a.m. Or oh. like sometimes it's remote now. But well, yeah, if, lo- if, lawn come, and... if lawn comes calling over, I might have to say <laughs> I might have to say no. Yeah. Well, that yeah. Yeah, SNL <laughs> schedule is nuts, too. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Exactly. It's weird when like my friends that work on it will just disappear when the season starts right and then and then it ends and then they're like hello i'm back (laughs) yeah right yeah i guess it kind of yeah kind of consumes doesn't it yeah everything um so yeah that sounds like a fun a fun night what was uh what kind of stuff was alana talking about i've never Um, seen her do um oh yeah she's got a good stand-up special um she's sort of just talking about like being a mom she's Mm -hmm. a new mom and um yeah she's working on some new stuff she's gonna do my show um Right, which is called Fake Birthday. Fake birthday. Yeah, so we're starting Fake it. It's birthday. been a monthly for a while, yeah. and now we're doing it as a weekly mm-hmm. at Asylum, which is in Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And we're starting that on 
weirdly on my writing partner's real birthday, which is <laughs> November 15th. Right. And we're gonna like be doing different bits and songs in between all of the performers and yeah. having on like stand-ups plus Broadway people plus clowns and. So that's yeah. a that's a different show. So when when I saw you guys in uh, Union Hall. Yes, that's a different show. So I produced two shows. Yeah. One is Fake Birthday. That one I host with my writing partner. Uh, his name is AJ Holmes. He's a he started Book of Mormon for a long time. Um, He's a Broadway guy. And then the other one I produced with Tom Dakar and Shane Torres, who are both like Comedy Central Conan stand-ups. Yeah. And that one's more like less variety, more stand-up heavy. Yeah. Um, but Tom is moving to L.A. and Shane's well, on the road a lot, so I feel like I have yeah. um, the power to kind of shift <laughs> it in any direction can, at this point. You can do it any way yeah. you want. And do you, well, you were saying that like, Ilana lives near you, doesn't she? Do you, do yeah, you, she lives down the block. Is it ba- yeah, basically like n- n- locals only? Like only your neighbor, <laughs> <laughs> only your neighbors are allowed to kind of come on that show, right? Yeah, yeah. I only book people that live on my block. Weirdly, yeah. my writing partner also lives on my block. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the rules for the show. There's like a little comedy, um, comedy neighborhoods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just ran into Josh Gondelman, who is um, mm-hmm. the head writer for John Oliver for a long time. Um, and then Deesa Samaro, I ran into him um, in my neighborhood. Like, a lot of a lot of like my favorite comics are a five to ten minute bike ride away from me. That's incredible. Yeah, incredible. Um, Except for all those that live in Manhattan, gross. Yeah, why would you do that? <laughs> uh, you're closer to the clubs. If you're a club comic, it makes sense. Yeah, I guess. yeah. But, but yeah, Brooklyn. Well, so we're in, we're in Prospect Park now. Yeah. Designed by the same people as Central Park. Yes. Um, but yeah, even more bucolic you might say feels yes. like you could be in the english countryside i feel very <laughs> at home here yeah but this, it's kind of english doesn't it it does feel like Mind you of Oxford a little bit yes and it, it kind of feels like hampstead heath a bit but it is less, a bit like hampstead heath there's like some overgrown areas people aren't as posh here as in hampstead heath though. no and there's no <laughs> swimming area swimming lake pool things yeah which i i'm sad about there needs to be more pools <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, I would dive straight in. Yeah, I don't know if there's, like, a real sort of, like, in-the-landscape type pool in New York. There's uh, got to be somewhere. There's like, McCarran. McCarran, yeah, yeah, of course, I was going to say, yeah, which is the <clears throat> hugest, uh, hugest? <laughs> hugest, well, I'll just say it, anyway, um, pool I've ever seen. I think it's got space for about 5,000 people or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there is one at the top of Central Park, uh, but oh. I went to go and have a swim there, and they were... <laughs> doing this is very boring i don't know why i don't know why i've even you know when you start saying something you're like, yeah, why, you're like why am i talking why about am i even now? why am now i even you have cont- to finish it and though. now i've sort of draw- very curious i've drawn attention <laughs> to how boring it is so i could have just said it and we could have moved on and it could have just been left in the past but i've i've made it even worse by drawing attention to it but yeah it was just they were kind of doing building work and um, the, the pool is, I think, being restored or something. Oh, nice. Um, what, as we walk what, by this pool. There's this a pool is, here. It's for the dogs. This is an off-leash dog in? area. So I don't know if you want to swim with doggies. Dogs only. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would be happy to swim with the dogs. <laughs> but yeah maybe, yeah, maybe it's not such a such a good idea so you were you were saying this is one of your favorite well your favorite park right my favorite park yeah there's yeah. a lot of great parks in new york but this one i've always lived near i've lived in new yeah. york for almost eight years what and do you what do you like especially about prospect park Caitlin? what's your favorite i think favorite you know things about it? i was here a lot during the pandemic and i was still finding new areas of the park it's massive isn't it it's really really big in fact you can i'm kind of get lost in it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can definitely get lost in it as Chris is right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
there's always like some area for something there's like mm. a dog area i've played like i've gotten a bottle of wine and played chess here <laughs> like i've had birthday parties here um we're walking by some baseball courts right yeah. now course I, fields yeah <laughs> I, lo- I love it when you see the when you see the kids playing little league yeah very very cute um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna pull you on the wine plus chess yes. memory. Yeah. Um, so not only you, so you're performing stand up. Yeah. Having taken mushrooms, yes. and you're playing chess <laughs> when you're drunk. <laughs> what kind of person are you? <laughs> I, like, I think I'm a pretty cool person. If what I heard your... someone on a podcast talking about doing all these things, <laughs> I would want to be their friend. <laughs> what is your, what is your mum or your mom as yeah. we're in America going to think about this? Like, um, Caitlin, can't you just play chess sober? <laughs> she probably would say something like that. And I'd be like, yes, I can, Mom. But also, there happened to be wine there. Yeah. Um, no, I, lo- I love that. that. That kind of mix, that mixture of wine and chess, I think, is, yeah. is really good. And it was like, it was a nice Lambrusca, you know? <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. What, what are your views on um, chess and the hip-hop world? Chess and the hip-hop mm. world? You know it's very big in hip-hop. I did not know that. Yep. Yep. That kind of makes sense I, and because I, I if love you that. go to like there's certain parks and areas in New York that are like in I always see like old men in like Bed-Stuy playing chess. Yeah. It's like very much a part of those like old neighborhoody cultures. Yeah, I love it exactly when you see those old, old guys playing chess or in uh, <clears throat> there's a park in Chinatown you can see them playing like yes. checkers. And yeah, in Washington Square Park there's a a, walk, yeah. a a path that has a bunch of chess boards on it. Are you good at chess? I am. I'm all right. Yeah. I would say I, I don't have the patience to, like, learn all the strategic moves that mm-hmm. I should, but I'm good enough to beat, like, most people that know how to play chess. Yeah. Maybe that would that, that would be an interesting podcast. Should like we? Do, should, why don't, <laughs> should we get a chess board right now? Right. Why don't we do, why don't we do a podcast where we play a game <laughs> of chess, um, and then we can be talking while we're, while we're like doing that, it? I like that, but it does feel like you could, like... It feels like there's a little bit of strategy there where you could engage someone in a really riveting conversation mm, to throw to, them off to their throw game. them yeah. exactly Which I would definitely do <laughs> yeah use any tactics at your disposal yeah um, oh one of the other things that's amazing yeah. about this park is there's a band shell that's to right over here yeah. yeah and um they have like a summer series of concerts and they've had oh, on like like yes. street dive and phoenix yes. and like yes of course there's some really fun shows that like I don't know. It feels like some sort of higher level institutions will mm-hmm. only have like opera and like ballet. Mm-hmm. And like, that's great that there's a place for that too. But I think uh, what I love about the Prospect Park Franchise series is it's like, it's not just classical music. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of fun shit. Fun shit. Fun shit. That is what, so what kind of, what tactical what, definition? You know when people say, what kind of music do you like? <clears throat> yeah. Fun shit. Fun shit. I like fun shit. That's a great band name. Thank you, Detroit. We are fun shit. That could be. Yeah, that's a great band. That is a great band name. Exactly. In fact, I, it would surprise me if that hasn't been. Uh, oh yeah, I'm has, sure it's hasn't been taken. Um, fun shit. Yeah, exactly. I love. Yeah, I love it when, when people say that. Yeah, what kind of music do you like? I or never even know what to answer. You know what's it, funny? Right. Most people's answers is everything except they tell you music that they don't like in their answer <laughs> yeah. to that question <laughs> yeah what food do you like well I don't like I don't, I don't like, like Turkish I don't yeah. like I don't like African food I don't like Asian food what do you like yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah that's interesting yeah. um well let's why don't we talk about music for a we bit talk about we, music, we talk about yeah. we talk obviously we talk about we talk about comedy so much but music yes is also a big part of um both part of, of my life yeah exactly yeah. and um we 
we mentioned, we mentioned briefly the other day, didn't we, about um, we're talking about Regina Spectre and Ben Folds and the idea of like people who are kind of being more um, ambitious, right, in their yeah. lyrics, yeah, like telling stories and sometimes being funny and stuff. Yes, you, I love that. Um, yeah. I love people that can be humorous in their lyrics. Yeah, I love, you know. Like, there's a lot of sort of singer-songwriters I grew up with that have now, like, built musicals that have gone to Broadway. Like, yeah. Sarah Bareilles was working on Waitress, and Nias um, Mitchell with Town, And, like, I think it's really cool when you can tell a story within a verse or a song or, like, a whole album that can be translated into something more theatrical. Yeah. Um, that being said, I definitely, you know, there's some music I like that has no lyrics at all, but it is, it's rare. I, yeah. like, really lock into the lyrics, whereas, like, other people are like, oh, my God, that bass line, and I'm like, I was not yeah. paying attention to it whatsoever, <laughs> but cool for you. What were the artists or bands that were really speaking to you when you were younger, um, when you were getting really excited about music? Yeah, I mean, so I've always, I've written songs, my, I wrote my first song when I was, like, four years old about my cats. <laughs> it was I hope a you still perform that. I have it in I think I like found a recording of it for one of my like earlier Edinburgh shows. Yeah. Um it's very cute. But yeah, I've written songs forever and then I just like got into music from a young age. My mom is a choreographer, so she's always trying to search for interesting music to choreograph to. My brother was in like all of the jazz bands and like we were actually in a Motown band together in college. Um, and then my grandpa invented the wah pedal. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Your granddad invented the wah yes. pedal. Well, yeah. that's a brilliant, brilliant thing to invent. Yes. And he, he must have been very proud. You yeah. must be very proud and of him. I, I, I am. And he wasn't like a musician either. He just liked to take things apart and put them back yeah. together in odd ways. Um, but so I grew up surrounded by interesting music, going to concerts all the time. We can't let that go, though, can we? <laughs> it's like... You ever have a conversation with your parents? They just drop. They drop something. I love my parents very much. If yeah. they're listening, but they do have a tendency to dwell, to dwell on certain things and say like, "Oh, the you know the traffic was bad. The parking was bad. Yes. We went to the supermarket. Your brother's had a baby today, <laughs> uh, and then the, and the traffic was bad as well. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. The Maybe part. right. You just dropped in something very important into the conversation. Yes. Um, but yeah, I wonder what happened before the wah pedal. I mean, that's the, you know that's really changed. <laughs> Let's change music. Yeah, your granddad yeah. changed music. He he did a lot of like really cool bands used it. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, he didn't like. Is it Peyton or Patton? It's, I don't. I always forget. He didn't yeah. copyright it very well, so I'm not swimming in money or anything. Oh. I'm not a trust fund kid, but <laughs> I am proud of my lineage. It's <laughs> great. No, that's great. That's a that's a really cool. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Really cool thing to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we were talking about musicals as well. So yes. I imagine, Caitlin, that you, well, I mean, you, you, you have written a musical, haven't you? That you Yeah, at this point I've written the writing on the stool. two, like my two full hour Edinburgh shows yeah. were like kind of one person musicals. Yeah. And then I also co-wrote and directed my writing partner's show that was at the Soho Playhouse which we like even build as a one man musical yeah um, but I've always wanted to write a larger musical yeah I can I've see you doing this right I've recently had like more specific ideas about it yeah um, because right now what's really popular is jukebox musicals which is using a, a, an artist's like a, like or, or like taking a movie or using an artist's sort of repertoire and putting that into a musical. Yeah, Bob Marley. Yeah. Tina Turner. Exactly. Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Um, there's like not a lot of original ideas that are getting onto the Broadway stage, which is understandable because to get something on there is all about money and investing, and people invest in things that they know people are going to show up to, which is something familiar something to them they know, already. Yeah. Um, but I would like to write something. I definitely have enough contacts with, like, smaller off-Broadway theaters that I could, if I have the right script and the right people around me, which I'm starting to, which is really cool. Like, my one of my business partners was the drummer for Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway and is Jason Robert Brown's drummer, yeah. who's my favorite composer, musical theater composer. Uh, yeah, there's, like, there's... My network is starting to get there. <laughs> so that is, like, the eventual goal. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be so cool to have a musical, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm working towards it. There's a lot of projects in the works, and I, I got to figure out where to put my energy. Exactly. Obviously, don't 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 give the don't give too much away because yeah. people might listen and steal your idea. But would would you be at liberty, Caitlin, to maybe 
talk about a theme or an idea that is, that, sure. that might become might become. Well, no one's going to steal this idea because it's cl- it's very clearly mine. But so for like ten years, I've been photographing bathroom stall graffiti, and like maybe five years ago, I turned I wrote the first graffiti song in which all of the lyrics are Word. from bathroom yeah. stalls, and I project them behind me, and it like crushed. Like yeah. I did it at Edinburgh in 2019. I was getting like standing ovations. I was like, oh, there's something here. Yeah. Like I thought yeah. that this was just a nerdy thing I like to do, but like it's everyone's been in a dive bar scene graffiti. Of course. Um, and thought about it. So I realized like the universal pull of that. And so the show that I did at Edinburgh this year, all the songs were bathroom stall graffiti songs. And there was one that was like men's versus women's stalls. Yeah. There was one that was like people responding to each other on the stalls. <laughs> there was one that was like all the sad poetic shit. There, there was one that was like the shitty, awful, slut-shaming stuff. Yeah. And like, just across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was like a toilet on stage and I treated the audience like we were women bonding in a bathroom. And there was like a, a, a story and a through line of like why I was hiding in the yeah. bathroom. And I liked that show, but the more I thought about it, the more I was like, it would be more interesting I, I like a show that's set in like one location. Mm-hmm. It would be really interesting to write like a larger musical with like a bunch of people in this bathroom. Yeah. And like the goings on of like, is there a party outside? Like, why are mm-hmm. they in here? What are they hiding from? Like, what are they talking about? What's the goss? You know. I think that's a great idea. Maybe you could you could do it in the <laughs> the women's women's toilets, the ladies' room, as you say here, right? Yeah. Where you know it's a world of. Uh, <laughs> absolutely enormous group of kids coming towards us. Oh yeah, us. we're about to get wrapped up. Should we go off this path? Let's go. There's about hundred children also, running towards where's us. Where's the fan shelf from here? I'm a little turn around. I'm yeah, going. I can't work out where it is. Yeah, let's let's go and look at that because it'll be cool. Um, yes. Yeah, there's so many children, so many children running here. towards us. Um, oh, okay, we're about to. We're yeah, let's right yeah, here. let's go. Let's go and look over there. Um, yeah, I feel like. Well, I, well, obviously, I don't know, because I've never really been in uh, women's toilets, but I feel like there's a sense of camaraderie, there community. Is. There is. Um, like, a lot of men did, after the show were like, oh, my God, I never experienced yeah. this before. Girls big up each other, don't they? They're yes. like, oh, you look great. Your boobs look brilliant in that dress, all that kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's very fun Yeah. Uh, to, like, bond with, I like, there's a joke in the show, but I, I say, like... I can't tell you how many Ashley's from the bathroom I have stored in my phone that I never once texted, but they were my best friend right. that night. Yeah. Like, there is, yeah, that sense of bonding. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that'd be great. You should definitely um, definitely do that. Yeah, so I'm working on that. I'm also, I have, like, a, a episodic TV show idea where it's just focused on one piece of graffiti every episode and, like, why that person wrote that. And it's, like, set in the same dive bar and, like... I'm scripting that out right now, so I have I like love, a lot of projects in the works. I love that too. Yeah, they're not all graffiti games. <laughs> that, yeah. No, that's good. That's a great one, though. That's a great one. They painted it. So, the band shelf. Sorry for the listeners. We're staring at the band shelf. Now. Yeah, what, that dog. Yeah, <laughs> they painted the dog. <laughs> they painted the dog. So this is the the Lena Horn band shell. Yes. Um, any relation to Alex Horn? Who knows? No idea. Um, Don't know who Lena Horn is. Sorry, Lena. Yeah, I love how everything's named after people in America as well. <laughs> yeah. That's actually... Um, well, it's usually the person that's like, here's the money, now let me stop my name on it. Is that what it is? Right, yeah. right, right. Or right. it's their family that's like, oh, they yeah. passed away, we want something As a memory. For them. What would be What would be the Caitlin Cook... Oh. The Caitlin Cook bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> 
right on the wall. Oh my god. You know what's so funny? It's like in Edinburgh I was trying to figure out how to get people into my room outside of just like standard flyering and stuff. Yeah. And I When you say up, room, you mean the room where you're performing, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, how to get people into my room. Where you're yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. my venue. Um, and I just ended up putting a bunch of posters in the toilets. And yeah. I asked people as they were leaving, like, how did you find out about my show? And a bunch of people were like, I saw it in the toilet. It's <laughs> like that's so perfect. People are looking. Yeah, it, it was on theme. Yeah, people yeah. are looking. But yeah, so the, so the band show here is very uh, like neon. Yeah, it's nice. I didn't, I, it used to be just grey. I'll take a photo. Have you seen any anyone perform here? Yeah, I saw Lake Street Dive here. Mm. My writing partner performed here as part of this musical theater oh, thing cool. called LC Fest. Um, and I've seen Phoenix. Phoenix played here. That's mm-hmm. great, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So yeah, it's really fun. They sort of like section off this whole area mm-hmm. and then. But it's funny because it's like it's a park, so you could buy tickets and get in and hang out and have beer, or you could just be on the outside area and still watch the band and like listen to everything. Yeah. So, (laughs) shall we wander? Yeah, let's wander. Let's wander. Yeah, I need to. I need to come back and see. uh, See a show here. Yeah, um, most of the summer. Yeah, that's nice. Very nice. Um, So, yeah, I think that we were talking about musicals, weren't we? That mix of like music. Like music, lyrics, comedy, there's kind of a... Like, you're, yeah. you're sort of sitting in the middle of, of that, really, aren't you? Yeah, I love that little sort of mm. Venn diagram yeah. area. And uh, sometimes I wish that I could have just chosen a more direct path. Like, just I'm just doing stand-up, or I'm just doing music, or I'm just in musical theatre. But I can't seem to pick. Yeah. So <laughs> I just keep doing what I'm doing. I think it's great, though, when people can do so many different things. You know, when you see... Uh, yes, yeah, there's so so many people who can do yeah, do maybe music, acting, writing, yeah. comedy, directing, and then maybe they open a you'd be like be like Kanye or something, have all these like <laughs> little sidelights, bizarre like <laughs> business ideas and stuff. Uh, that would definitely be me. Clothing would, line. Yeah, if I had a lot of money, I would get involved in too many things. So it's probably good that I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> what would be? Would you would you have like a like a sort of pet a pet? Well, not a pet business for pets, but like a pet business if. If you inherited, um, uh, you know, the, the wah pedal, <laughs> the wah pedal legacy, suddenly they're like, actually, we owe you a million dollars. Oh my god, amazing! What I would you? And you had to like set up a business or something. What would you do? Um, I'd probably open a venue, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to. I love performing a ton, but I also yeah. really love co-writing and directing and producing. And I love, I would love the idea of like having a space that yes, I could do my own shows at, but I could also like highlight up and coming people with like really cool, interesting projects and yeah. kind of support people that might not have a, yeah. a home for whatever kind of performance they want to do. Yeah, that would be so cool to have a venue, wouldn't yeah, it? And I you would could love that. You could make it exactly how you wanted it. Yeah, you I was, could. there was this church in like little chapel in Bedside that was up for sale mm-hmm. for a while. And I was like, ooh, it's got low ceilings. It's got carpet on the ground. You got to rip that up. It's got pews still, but like, I wonder how the acoustics are. And yeah. like, um, it was too expensive, obviously, but it would have been cool. That would be so cool. I love those converted venues as well. Like something yeah. that used to be, yeah, yeah, something there's, used to there, be something. There's else. like a decent amount in the UK. I feel like of like converted churches that have become venues. Or there is a or, yeah. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot. There was at my old university. There was a church that got turned into a uh, a nightclub. Leads. I know it's a podcast and you should be asking me questions, but I'm going to ask you questions. I, I, I and that, that that puts you into the next level of guest Caitlin because 
only only the coolest guests <laughs> ask me questions. Yeah, like when we were talking about music, I was like, well, tell me about your taste in music. But yeah. I don't know if you've talked about that on the podcast before. Um, no, I don't know if I have. I don't know if I have. Well, yeah, well, I, was, I was saying, I immediately said to you about Ben Folds, yes. who I am a huge fan I of. I love Ben Folds. And I think his... Remember li- when he was doing the chat roulette thing? What was that? I don't know if I remember that. He was like at his shows, he was doing, he had like chat roulette behind him on a big projector. Oh, And so it was very funny because sometimes it would just be like a dick. But sometimes it would be someone that was like, holy shit, I'm at a Ben Folds concert right now. (laughs) Yeah. No, that is such a, that is such a great thing. What I love about Ben Folds concerts, I don't know if you've noticed this Mm -hmm. when you've seen him live. There's always been a proposal. I think I've seen it five times. There's like five proposals. I mean, that does feel like a band that you bond over with a partner or or break up to (laughs) or but yeah I I have to say I do kind of associate a lot of those songs with horribly horribly painful breakups Uh, (laughs) that's the right I'm going to have to pay about £100 now you've sung that lyric oh I'm sorry sing Uh, sing another bit as well (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no that's a that's a great song but um, yeah I think they're romantic Quite romantic songs, yeah. a, an ideal place for a. Uh, I for, think so. Yeah, if you're gonna propose, I don't mind a proposal at a concert. I think it's yeah. sweet. And yeah, we were talking about like music and lyrics as well. I think one one thing that I liked with Ben Folds is the collaborations that he does. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you listen to the one that he did with Nick Hornby, who oh. is a writer who I really really love. Uh, yeah, didn't he write about a boy? He did yeah. write about a boy exactly, and he wrote an album of songs oh. for uh, Ben Folds, and Ben Folds did That's the. That's really cool. Did the music? I would love to do something like that. I was literally going to say, wouldn't that be really cool? <laughs> yes. That kind of like Bernie Taupin and Elton John. Yes. Um, dynamic. I think All right. Is really... So you're going to write something for me to turn into a song? I was literally going to say, <laughs> shall right. I write the lyrics? Yeah. I've never written a song before. I'll write the lyrics. You do the music. Okay. Um, I'm going to probably put in some of my own lyrics, though, because I can't help myself. You can, <laughs> you can put in your own lyrics. Um, the song could be about seltzer water. Um, okay. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> right, there's more, there's more children. There's more children. Why is there so many children? They're all in running club. Ugh, is it running? It's running club. Right. Just oh my God. me being like, Caitlin, you should run more. And I'm like, I hate Right. Running. There's, it, I have never seen so many running children in my life. Is that like a thing here? I, this Do, has never happened to me before. In, I don't, I mean, obviously when you're in Scotland, you'll have noticed yeah. that uh, children don't exercise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they just go. They basically go to Greg's, uh, but in the <laughs> they rest, just, they just go to the pub. You rather go to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, school. Got a children all. Yeah, school, school, <laughs> school break time in yes. Scotland. Go to the pub. Uh, I'm like, what is it, October? Yeah, I feel yeah. like it must just be like an after-school running club type thing. Yeah, I think that's what it is, isn't it? I'll give it back to you. Um, um, I'm not a fan. That would not be the club I would join in school. Did you have to do... We had to do running in school, and I actually hated yes. it. But then yeah. I, I found it... Uh, I found found it again later in life. I but. don't mind... Like, when I'm dog-sitting, I don't mind jogging with a dog. Yeah. Um, I don't mind jogging to a destination. I just don't like jogging to nowhere for no reason. <laughs> right. So, so tra- track and field <clears throat> athletics would be your worst nightmare. Yeah. We're just running around in circles. Yes. Over and over again with no destination. We had, we had like PE and stuff. Yeah. And like I typically got out of it by the time I got to high school by going to my mom's dance classes, which were like out of college and getting right. college credit. Yeah. Um, but we did have like everyone had to run the mile. Mm-hmm. And the way that you got a good grade was improving on your time. 
but no one told you that at the beginning so everyone is running the mile really fast the first time and then you have to do better every time and it's awful now that i feel like this is some kind of philosophical problem that you might discuss in school yeah the idea that maybe a better way to be is to um underachieve yes as you go through life and then get better at the end which is a terrible lesson to learn but is it a terrible lesson because maybe 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 my lack of achieving things i want to achieve is actually setting me up for a better a better overall okay, I like that how much worse would it be you know when you think of like people who are in a um a boy band or yes. so, you know something like that or they they got very, very People famous. They peak too early. They peak yeah. too early. They've yeah. got it all and then they lose it all. Yes. Surely it's better to be on a very, very slightly upward trajectory, yes. even if you never, never get, never get like to the heights that you want to get to. But at least you won't have, you won't have lost As it all. As someone that is still seeking out success at 32, I, I will abide by this philosophy I, and I appreciate it. Caitlin, I must <laughs> argue with you on that point because I think you're very successful. Thank you've, you. <laughs> you've done your Edinburgh show and. Um, you've done all these things here as well i think it's i think it's brilliant i like i'm proud of the things i've done i'm just yeah. still um i have too much ambition in me for the other things i want to achieve I guess. right and i don't know if i t- did i tell you about dead eyes which i don't yes. know, i don't think you're supposed to talk about other podcasts but i think you can i like that uh i like that podcast where they talk about uh you know the failures and mm-hmm. the the misfires that that um yes. that you've had because you don't always kind of hear about that you open you know someone who's done a lot of like journalism in the past mm-hmm. arts journalism a lot of it is kind of you're saying here's this person who's very successful mm-hmm. telling their story about their success their yes. new their big new movie their new show whatever but actually that is not the whole story no and when you're a creative person you kind of have to deal with the knocks and you know not all yeah. of it not all of your ideas are going to be successful but hopefully at one point it will all come together yeah, I do think it's interesting though that when someone achieves some level of success, their whole backstory is kind of rewritten to be like it was all leading to this point, <laughs> yeah. and they weren't failing at all. Yeah. But it's like, no, we all fall on our face, and we do. That needs to be spoken about more because I think the people that are afraid to try for the more creative or non-conventional path are afraid of failure. Yeah, but like we all, well, it's all failure. Well, and I don't know if you noticed what during your time in Britain I think we embrace failure a lot more than here like when I'm here like I I kind of forget that actually or I think we're we're quite similar in a way because we you know we've both spent you know a bit of time in America and Britain so you can kind of see both sides of the of the coin but actually there's a lot of kind of boastfulness here it's like winning is important being successful is important I I and it's I, very earnest about it here. It, it's very it, much like, I'm exact, great, and yeah. I don't have any flaws, and look exactly. at all the things I'm doing. And then you get to know someone a little bit more, and they're like, okay, so here's why this sucks, and here's why I suck. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. But yeah, there's that kind of front, isn't there? Of yeah. Like, I'm, I'm doing well, and uh, and this is great. I'm a winner. Like, let's go out and win. Yes. And you know full well, Caitlin, that it's not, it's not like that in Britain. We are, we are embarrassed. Yeah. Like yes. if you win something, you're like, it's oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm won. so. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've won. I'm so sorry. I've actually done really well. Yeah. And like, I'm really proud of this. I'm really sorry to yes. be like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just, That's so true. Like modesty taken to really, uh, really the end. 
the nth degree. Yeah. I, th I think we take a perverse pleasure in losing. I think so too. And I think there's a healthy balance in between mm. both philosophies. Like yes. You shouldn't always be focusing on winning and talking about it and yeah. bragging about it that's not real mm -hmm. but also like you should be able to celebrate when you've achieved something and not be apologetic or embarrassed by it yes that is completely true uh i i, I cordially invite you to yorkshire where i'm from <laughs> to give a speech to all the citizens of yorkshire oh, no. to tell them that it's okay to be successful okay, i feel like i'll have to get really good at the yorkshire accent because if they hear it from my accent they'll be like oh, stupid american <laughs> Yeah, there's no, not 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 many Americans make it to. Uh... I've been to Yorkshire. Where did you go? Um, okay. Why, why, have went... we, why have we not talked about this? <laughs> My friend. Okay, so when I was 19, yeah, I was a camp counselor at this camp in Connecticut that uh, had a lot of international camp counselors. Okay, and now I, had a friend I know what camp counselor is, yes. but for but for people who don't, yes, it's, it's you're basically in a summer camp with kids. Yes, and you're you're a teenager, you're a child still too, yeah. kind of, but you are leading groups of smaller children on like excursions and yeah. summer camp activities and this was a sleepaway camp too is it like wet hot american summer yes is that exactly like that. <laughs> a realistic portrait <laughs> yes um I'm yeah in garofalo no um <laughs> so yeah um so you were doing that i was doing that and there yeah. was um a guy paul who is from Yorkshire, Hi, who I could not understand yeah. whatsoever until the end of the summer when I was like, how did I not understand him before? And then there was a guy, Dave, from Doonesbury. From where? Doonesbury? <laughs> Doonesbury. Doonesbury. Not Doonesbury. <laughs> There's no end in there. Doonesbury. Yeah. Um, and I went to go visit them yeah. you, when I was in, in the UK. Do you want to hear how they say that in Yorkshire? Huh? They would say, Dewsbury. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fucking it all up. Dewsbury. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Dave. Dave was from. Dave was from there. Dewsbury. Yeah. And Paul was. Paul from, was from Yorkshire as well. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what town he was in, but I went to it. Yeah. Um, Sheffield. No, that's a different area. That's no. where my brother lives. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like Sheffield. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I love it up north. Um, so you were hanging out with those guys. Yeah, and uh, we got very learning, drunk and went to the, the pub, accent. and then woke up and their parents cooked us all a big fry up, and it was great. That's how, that sounds. Yeah. The Yorkshire folk are very uh, hospitable. That yeah. sounds like exactly the kind of yeah. thing that they would do. It was do. lovely. Did they make you a tea? But it was like almost undrinkably strong. Yes, and I, <laughs> yes, and I needed it uh, in, right. in my hangover state. Right. I needed it <laughs> to kick my old butt. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so when are you going to come back and do some um, do some shows in London? Let's yeah. hang out in London. Yes, I'm trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. I, I was there in May, uh, and all of my friends that I hadn't seen since before the pandemic were like, it was so nice because sometimes I feel like the pandemic has just like changed the tra tra trajectory. Can I speak words? Yes, I can. Uh, of Did you, have, have you taken more mushrooms? <laughs> no, I just. <laughs> I have a little no, bit is, of a lisp, and I'm tripping over my No, words. it is hard to say that um, word, yeah. Trajectory. There yeah. we go. Um, and, like, a lot of, like, communities and groups that I had just sort of, like, fell apart. Yeah. Whereas I came back to London, and everyone was still doing it and, like, had achieved something even greater. Like, my friend Max, who's an amazing videographer and musician, got his own studio, well photo studio. And, like, my friend Laura, who's also an amazing musician, opened a, a venue that she's working at. And like my friend Brian, who's an incredible guitarist, like released a bunch of albums. Like everyone was still in it, mm -hmm. and um, 
It just made me realize that I used to go back like every six months and I want to go back more now yeah. that the pandemic is <laughs> over. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to, I was going to go back at before or after Edinburgh and that just didn't work with my tourist schedule. So I'm thinking yeah. probably sometime this winter yeah. I will return. <clears throat> I just lost my voice there. What, um, <laughs> you got really excited about me returning so, uh, in the winter. Yeah. And your, yep. <laughs> your voice is gone. I lost my voice. Um, it, would, it would be a horrible, a horrible, horrible irony if we, our positivity was destroyed by, you know, in a few months' time when this comes out, yeah. there's like another lockdown or something. Oh People are like, oh, no. my God, not again. No. Not again. It'll be fine. My though. friend Katie, who fine. lives in Peckham, uh, she... Well pronounced. Thank you. Uh, we went to Oxford together. And she also just, well pronounced. Thank you. <laughs> I went to Oxford. Um, she just got so tired of the lockdowns that there was one coming, and she was like, "I'm can, can I come stay with you, Caitlin?" <laughs> I was like, "Absolutely." Yeah. America has no rules, and it sucks. And I wish that we did. Right. We did you just go to Florida? Just like <laughs> no. I mean, we were just like lick everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I re- really got into licking in Miami. Um, no, I mean, New York had more rules. We had, like, a yeah. curfew and stuff. Um, yeah. We weren't like the South, but it was still much more open than it seemed the UK was. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, so, yeah, come to London yeah. and um, write a musical as well. Okay. And we'll write that song together. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I hope you've enjoyed our little walk around Prospect Park. I did. Park. This was really fun. It's fun, isn't it? It's gorgeous. If, if you're listening to this podcast, come to this park. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's actually really nice. We haven't really said much about what we've seen, but it's the sun and there's the a, Well, the, the runners. Trees. Avoid them. Yeah. <laughs> avoid the children avoid, running at you. There's a lot of they, what, kids playing soccer. Yeah. The leaves are all changing. It's gorgeous. There's lots of people with cute dogs around and babies. It's and, very nice. Yeah. And loads of hipster people as well. I never, feel cool, never feel cool enough in in. Bristol? What? <laughs> Where are you? We're in Brooklyn. <laughs> I never feel cool enough in Brooklyn. Are you kidding? There's always, you, like, you, go to, you go to Bushwick or... No, we've yeah. been talking about Bed-Stuy, by the way. If you don't know, it's like Bedford-Stuyvesant. It's yes. these two... People that say is Bed- technically my neighborhood. Bed-Stuy, yeah. And uh, you always see very, very cool people wearing unbelievably outlandish clothes, yes. but just, just kind of owning it. Yes. You know what's so funny about those people, though, is the more intimidating that they look the more insecure they are deep down. (laughs) So you don't have to be intimidated by them. They're great. They're lovely people. They also have the same weird fears about being a human being that we all do. Indeed. Great way to end. Yeah. Kate Lincook, thank you so much for talking today. Thank you for having me. See you soon. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that episode of Park Date. Um, there's lots more where that came from and there'll be more in the future as well if you enjoyed it please leave a review Um, good or bad make them funny I'll be reading out the best ones and there'll be a prize for the one that makes me laugh the most name check some trees in your reviews and leave them wherever you get your podcast from check out our website parkdate.co.uk and um, if you see me walking around in a park come and say hello I think that was the sound of someone sneezing Um, yes thank you bye bye coming soon from the makers of Park Date it's Stairs Date Join me and a celebrity as we talk on some stairs.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.